Hello. Thank you for listening to and watching You Had Options. Uh, this episode, I have uh, Cody and Blake from the very good band CD Ghost. Um, they have a new uh, album coming out on November 11th on Born Losers Records. Uh, yeah. Great talk with them. Talk a lot of a lot of gear talk. I'm a I like gear. I want to be geared up. Um, yeah, talk about some some synth artists and just artists that inspire in general. Uh, yeah, great conversation. Um, go follow them on Instagram uh, underscore CD Ghost. Go check out uh, their singles right now. Um, if only. Uh, is is the latest single uh, on my mind and nowhere those are out right now that you can listen to uh, yeah thanks for listening um, go follow at you at options everywhere uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel all that stuff thanks for watching thanks for listening enjoy like thank you guys for joining me um collect yeah collectively cd ghost um yeah i was listening to the to if only uh and the the other singles y'all have out um y'all are about to release a full length right yeah nice how long how long have y'all been making music was it a COVID-induced uh, project? No. Um, we started, we, we dropped our first uh, song as CD Ghost uh, a week before COVID, or our first EP dropped before COVID nice. started, like a week before. And then suddenly, oh, like, time to slow down and not play shows, I guess. And then, yeah. Um, <sighs> So you guys, have you guys played a show yet? Uh, since, uh, yeah, starting this year, we played a lot of shows. We uh, went on our first tour like a month ago, with a month or two ago with Dream Girl. Oh, cool. Yeah, well, um, yeah I, I think the show, the woman's first show, like March 2021? Um. I forgot. I think it was no. It was like September or October, the first show ever. Blake oh. was still Blake was still abroad, and so our first show ever. Well, it was just a solo thing, me, just me. It was in New York, and um, yeah, it was crazy. Just kind of going so long without playing shows and seeing all our songs get traction, and then like after a year or two of like just going through COVID, like seeing it like how experience the music live in a venue in front of people. So, and then ever since then, it's just been great. No, actually 
No, the first show ever wasn't in New York. It was a warehouse party in L.A. before that. Oh, dang. Yeah, and that was that was while Blake was abroad, too. Yeah. So are, are both y'all in California now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now we are. That's yeah, cool. I was are you... last last year I was in uh, China for work, and I came back to California a couple months ago. Okay. Were you teaching over there? Um, no, I was playing drums actually at a a theme park at a university. Okay. Studios. Okay. Yeah, I, I I dressed up as a Viking every day and I I played <laughs> drums. How did you enjoy that? Was that fun? Uh, yeah. Can I can I cuss? You let it fly, Blake. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah. It was it was pretty fucking sweet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was cool. Uh, I I I got. Got to work with a lot of cool people and um, yeah, living in a different country is nice. And I just felt lucky to have work during COVID, honestly, especially as a musician. For sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so it was a good time. I, honestly, I was like, a part of me was like deeply, deeply saddened that I wasn't able to be a part of like the first shows that CD Ghost had, just because I was in a different country, but I was like, you know, rooting Cody on from thousands of miles away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, it was a good experience. I'm glad to be back, though, definitely. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I went to uh, Orlando recently for a brother's bachelor party, and we went to Universal. Nice. Uh, it's been, yeah, it'd been the first time since, like, I don't know, I was a kid, six or something. I don't know. Yeah, I'd never, I've never been to that one, but uh, a lot of my coworkers really had, like, come from that place, that park. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's it's the the Holy Land for uh, Universal, dude. Yeah, people are people are serious about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, had y'all played in bands before, or was this y'all's first project together? Well, we, we we like started playing in bands in like uh, like ninth grade. I think me and Blake. Me and Blake met in high school in ninth grade. We had a, we were like all musician friends. Did a lot of bands. I think my first show with Blake was a, uh, with a post-hardcore screamo band. Blake was drumming. I was singing. We were fourteen. Um, uh, chain Chain Reaction. Yeah, for Chain all Reaction you, for all you anime fans or anime yeah. Anaheim fans out there. <laughs> Anaheim, big, California. Oops. Big anime following for Chain Reaction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's a video of it. There's a video of it somewhere on YouTube. Uh, oh my god! A little compilation of that Blake's dad made. You can barely hear like it's like super distorted. You can see little Blake, little Cody, and like the rest of our bandmates just all blurry. This, like, yeah, it's like 240p. <laughs> oh hell yeah! That's all you need. Anything else is you know, yeah, masturbation. You know, after that, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. No, and, um. um we did some like after that we did some like we're in some jazz stuff together we were in we're also in marching band and oh like, hell yeah most of the most of the high school ensembles and then after that uh once we left for college and stuff kind of split ways because college and all and then end of college we we started doing a band again because me and blake were like okay we like you know we call ourselves musicians and artists or whatever and then like I, I've written like four songs in the past ten years. Like, what are we doing? 
like let's just like what am I waiting I'm mean, waiting to like get good enough to write a song or like or that's not gonna happen until I just yeah. start writing songs. And Blake was like, Yeah, we gotta we used to think about this. So we started a band. Um that was like a year or two before COVID. That was twenty um, yeah, like late twenty eighteen, I think. Yeah. It's called Dream Cuisine. Um I like we it. had three yeah, we had three other members. Um Blake was on drums and I was playing keys for the first time in a band. I, I usually play guitar in mm. bands until that point. So um yeah actually like that that started because we had our first like rehearsal just trying things out and I was just too lazy to bring my guitar out. I was like how to get the pedals. Oh, yeah. It's the whole thing, yes. Yeah. And uh, I think we I, just I, like recently got a MIDI controller too. Just like for fun. <laughs> You're like, oh, oh, yeah. what it, what if? Yeah. yeah. So, and I was, I was, uh, kind of messing around on serum at that point. Like, uh, I was making, like, because it was kind of born out of laziness. So I was like, man, I don't want to, like, I got tired of acoustic guitar, writing things, recording it. I was like, oh, like, synths, cool. And I was on Apple Studio making chiptune and then yeah. recreating, recreating, uh, synth, synth patches from like Skrillex songs. And then I was like, Blake, check this out. Like, this sounds like, uh, this sounds like a uh, fix. Here comes again. Or here, uh, what, what was it called? Here comes the rain again. Or here comes the rain again. Yeah. All right, so no, like, my face. Yeah. Yeah. So we're doing a cover of that song. I was like, oh, I, I we don't need guitar. Let's just write things with synths. I kind of, yeah, bless up for it. Sounds cool, kind of. And then yeah, that's kind of what got us into synths, pretty much. Hell yeah. Um, so do you right now? Are you using are you using like um different plugins or are you using like actual synthesizers i gotta to make say stuff if, now if if serum wants to sponsor us that would be we're probably their best case study <laughs> because we've made like our first three eps have every single pat wait like every single patch except for literally one pad has been on serum um, yeah, every uh, bass, yeah, sense. bass leads, pads, whatever. Um, so that's just all been serum, and then like most of the effects we use are just like native Ableton ones, like Ableton's reverb, chorus, etc. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously yeah. we use like certain plugins for like mastering and vocals and stuff, but um, yeah, for the most part, we just use serum like pretty deeply. Um, we both like over the past year have gotten a lot more into, um, analog synths. And I think that's just partially like, um, for like, we've never had like a hard opinion on like, oh, hardware is better. Software is better. Like whatever it's, it was at first it was just like, we got into synths, software synths because it was cheap and available. And recently we got a couple of hardware synths because we have more money now. Like we're older, <laughs> right? Just, yeah. Like it's I couldn't afford a hard yeah I couldn't afford a hardware synth when I was younger. Right. Yeah. So yeah, like um, so maybe the next record will have like a mix. We'll see. But um, we live we definitely incorporate our hardware synthesizers just to like you know give it a new feel. Um, also, just fun. Yeah. Mm, yeah, way more fun with analog stuff live. Um, we kind of learned that especially the last few shows like. It was like fueled by two things. Like, 
um first game was like um like ableton was just like we, we would just run into a lot of issues with like organizing all the patches for live and like sometimes it would kind of glitch and my computer wouldn't be wouldn't be powerful enough and um and then I was like, I just didn't trust Ableton at this point. We uh, tried some analog stuff, and and the past few rehearsals, past few shows, we did some analog stuff, and it was like, wait, it makes the song sound different, which makes it kind of more new to us and more fun to play. And uh, so yeah, we're just hardcore analog now. We will be soon probably. Yeah, people, t- some you know. Some people take a hard stance on like, it's got to be all analog, but it's like, shit, you're spending 10 grand on synthesizers or, you know. Yeah. We got a lot your... of comments. We got a lot of comments on like uh, how people love our analog sound sound and use of analog synths or just like, uh, actually. Yeah. yeah those, yeah, those, uh, are pe- those are little. That's definitely know. a Juno. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. Do you break their hearts and tell them that it they're not real, or do you I think, just go? I think with only it? I only remember one time in person. There was a show in Denver um, where a guy said something like that. He was like, "Oh yeah, like is that this synthesizer on this song?" And I was like, "No, that's just software." But usually, it's like YouTube comments or like you know stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, so but that's a nice compliment, I guess. Yeah, so what's y'all's live setup now? Uh, is it easy to to transport everything around? Like, how's that work? Definitely. Um, so we usually ha- it's it's uh, for tour. We just have two of us. Yeah. Blake has uh, his MIDI controller set up, and I think an analog, and then I have I'm usually on the microcord playing every now and then. It's like three keyboards. It all it all fit in a little sedan when we were touring with Dream Girl. Plus a um, uh, four hundred four Roland for backing uh, tracks. Oh yeah, that's kind of like awesome. the third member. Pretty much, yeah. There's like it's <laughs> just like eight to ten parts per song sometimes, and we're playing like only three of them. So yeah, yeah. Um, just when we play local shows, though. Uh, next Friday we got an album release party. Uh, we have a third member on for that. Um, and that that's always pretty fun um and we're yeah we're, it, it feels more like a band like a, i think actually like um last rehearsal we had uh, there yeah. was a moment in a song uh where we're just like wait like it's like every every part right now playing is not coming from the role and it's just actually us what the heck it feels like we're like a band that was weird like uh, uh, the first yeah a grown, a real boy band, a real grown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're uh, freaking out have, about it. it was... Have Have you guys had just like a? Because, um, I haven't played with like a full, like a band or a band that relies like heavily on keys. But like, I could see uh, a meltdown happening like easily, or just like shit not working or have you guys had a horror story of that happen yet yeah every rehearsal happens pretty much (laughs) (laughs) well that's good there you go you're practicing Um, yeah literally every rehearsal Um, no but to be to be fair though live we've avoided disaster right i mean at least all the shows that i've been here for like the worst thing i can remember is 
like pressing a button to change the patch and it didn't change. So like I played the first note of the song on like a different patch, but then I yeah. could quickly change it after. That was mm. like the weirdest thing that I can remember. But yeah, yeah, for some reason during rehearsal is like the laptop will be weird. Or, yeah. Yeah. It's we've had really good luck live shows. Um, worst thing I've ever had happen live was me just unplugging like the rolling accidentally because I tripped over it. It stopped the song halfway through. Wow. Um, but other than that, yeah. Pretty good wow. so far. It's, uh, it's, so you guys are playing music before. Were, were there any like synth groups that kind of pushed you or inspired y'all to get more into to synths? At, fir at first, yeah, at first, like, it was kind of like a, an unearthing of, I don't know, like musical influences that I didn't realize were there. And I, I, think, <laughs> I think it's safe to say for both of us, but I'll just speak for myself. Like, once we started writing songs with, with synths, I would started looking back, like, my mom would play a lot of, like, 80s music um, when I was a kid or, like, anywhere from Southern California, uh, Jack FM would play a lot of like eighties top 40 stuff that was always on in the car when my mom would drive. And like, I, I never really like grew up thinking like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, I'm a, I'm really a big like Duran Duran head or like, I, I like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like I love new order. Like that wasn't on my mind in high school, you know, but yeah. it was around a lot looking back as a kid. And now coming back to that music, obviously, I think a lot of people are coming back to that music and being like, Oh yeah, it's, fucking sick um but i think a pivotal artist that was more modern for us that was that we both discovered right around the time we started writing um under our first band dream cuisine was um john mouse um his stuff is oh, like yeah. 100 percent since um i think he, like he, yeah see the guy um, that has like hey moon it's like yeah uh, hey, yeah moon. He, that's he, he, okay yeah, the Molly Nelson cover. Yeah, um, yeah, we have that was more back in the day. We were influenced by him, but that was like a big entering point, I think, for sure. Um, kind of just like, oh yeah, like you can write catchy music that like is interesting with like these kinds of sounds instead of just like you know the standard indie rock stuff that we were um, more into. I think as teenagers, what do you think? Yeah. Kobe? Um, John Mouse is definitely a big influence for me as well. Um, yeah, because I, I was doing post-hardcore, classic rock stuff growing up, and then jazz for a little bit, but that was more so for gigs. Um, but I think a pivotal, a pivotal moment for me actually was, um, um, like up until this pivotal moment, I was, I was mostly into like Arctic Monkeys and uh, like tour cinema club, like that kind of stuff. That's what that's, that's yeah. what I was trying to write. But uh, my friend, I think Blake was there for this too. My friend Jake, our friend Jake, showed us uh, he played this band uh, for the first time ever in front of us. For, I was in a jacuzzi. I remember very clearly. And I turned around and was, "What is this? What uh, what the heck is this? I've never heard anything like this ever before. This is crazy." It was a band called Part Time. Um, they uh, that was like kind of that kind of was a gateway in, into me, like kind of exploring more uh, kitschy sounds and 
led me to discovering John Mouse and then like more stuff like Molly Nielsen and just like that whole world of synths. Um, and then eventually I feel like I got more into like uh, both me and Blake, like probably in the past two years got more into like goth EDM type mm. stuff also, which I don't think has really shown in our music that much, but it definitely yeah. will on the new record. I think. I think so too. Yeah. Hmm. Is this gonna is this gonna be a all leather CD ghost the next record? <laughs> there's yeah. There's one track that for sure is um, <laughs> the second track on the on the record uh, is for sure. But um, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Um, yeah, I think I think a lot of the stuff like at first. I had this like big internal struggle with like hating because our first band dream cuisine was also like heavily synth uh, dominated. It was pretty much all synths and like a bass guitar. Um, and you know, the, sh the comment you get every show and it's people just trying to be nice. You know what I mean? Which is like, oh, yeah. thank you. But it's always like, Oh yeah. It's like, sounds super eighties guys. Like that's dope. And it's stranger like, things. Yeah. Stranger things. Y'all should uh, be on stranger uh, things. Halloween or uh, John yeah. Carpenter or something like that. And it's like, first of all, well, I've actually never watched Stranger Things, so I can't say if I like it or not. But I love, you know, it's okay. music is dope. I love Halloween time. I love John Carpenter. I love all that stuff. But I, I think for a, lo a long time, a part of me felt like trapped. Like, I don't want to fucking, like, be in that box. Like, we're we're mm. musicians who are making music in, in this year. It's this we we sound like twenty twenty two to my ears, you know? Yeah. yeah. But I, I I think I think that watching the like dark wave EBM type scene around us and also just like hearing synthesizers make their way into even like pop music, like see the weekends past few albums, you know. Oh yeah. Um I feel like I, I'm much more comfortable now that like we sound like right now. And mm -hmm. like maybe, maybe the the whole eighties thing, uh, we're getting past that. I I I hope. <laughs> yeah, I feel good about it too. Like I, like, shout out to the weekend and Stranger Things. You know, like I I never I stopped getting mad after getting compared, like yeah. getting compared to Stranger Things. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Mm -hmm. You do. <laughs> so what? <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I think it's it's like less of a. I think we're trying to go from like, hey, we don't sound like the 80s, but it's more like, you know what? The 80s don't sound like the 80s. I think the 80s are just, that <laughs> sound is going to start getting associated. Like, I guess Blake already said this. It's it's just synths, you know? Guitars sound like the 90s. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, I think, I don't think y'all sound like a, a retro. I think, you know, I think y'all sound like modern synth <laughs> stuff to me, but. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> but, it's, but it's like, you know, like. And like he's like he said, like it's people trying to be like think they're giving you a compliment, but you know it's yeah, like thank you, it, yeah, <laughs> like like you guys are pretty good or whatever, or that sort of like where it's like thanks, we try. <laughs> I think a yeah. lot of it is still compliments, and I'll take it as yeah, such. for sure. A lot of a lot yeah. of the fans on some YouTube videos, like they're just like really into retro sounding stuff, and that's what they mm -hmm. call it. And like you know, I. Like at some point, you know, you can't you can't completely deny that. Like, yeah, it reminds you of the '80s. Like, if that's like you know, just a category. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like whatever yeah. floats your boat, man. Like, if you if you dig the super retro stuff, like, fuck yeah.
I just I just think I was like insecure for a while. Like <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, like I want to do something important and new and <laughs> blah blah Bad. blah. You know, I, I was never our... born in the eighties, but <laughs> yeah. I I think some of our new stuff or the or uh really old stuff kind of did sound 80s a bit more 80s than the newer stuff does so i could kind of see where they're coming from like when you guys are writing music how is that like a uh an actual thought y'all are having of like god this i don't know this pad sounds too whatever you know or or do you guys no. just whatever sounds cool to y'all yeah. yeah yeah more more so now I'd say for me, at least in the beginning, there was a lot more, there were some like subconscious thoughts of like, oh, that sounds very, uh, someone would be like, oh, that sounds too poppy. Mm. Um, or this one sounds too 80s or, cli or cliche. But nowadays, like, like, you know, after three years of like writing like hundreds of demos or whatever, like, like we kind of have a system now and like kind of know it's easier to like, it takes me like, five seconds now to come up with a patch that I like versus like, you know, an hour or two like years ago. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I think that the worrying too much what it sounds like while it's still being before, basically before it's done is kind of like self-sabotage in a lot of ways. Mm, um, yeah. I mean, there's a fine line, obviously. It's not like I'm just like, purely stream of consciousness man like <laughs> but I'm obviously it flows out of you yeah, yeah i'm obviously listening back as i go right. but i try not to be too self-conscious and i think the the less self-conscious i am the more likely i am to be happy with it yeah i think my final answer honestly is that <laughs> those thoughts it, uh they they all happen it's just it's very it's just very subconscious like i'm not i'm not thinking oh this yeah. sounds too much like this it's just very like like, oh, that button. Oh, that button instead. <laughs> oh, this. I don't know. It's very, like, very in a flow state, I guess, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't want to, like, you're saying again, Blake, like, you don't want to get in your own way or sabotage yeah. yourself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the so the new record is coming out on Born Losers, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's cool. That's a, uh, there's a lot of cool synthy bands coming out on Born Losers right now and have have been coming out. Um That's cool. That's exciting. Is is was that a exciting thing for y'all or super yeah, we, exciting, yeah. yeah. We we were actually recommended them um through Cathedral Bells, which is how we came into contact. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So um Matt from Cathedral Bells, he's we like just mutually followed each other like years ago. Yeah. We're just like fans of each other's music, always send each other demos and stuff. We worked together, CD Ghost and um, MIDI Memory, which is like a side project of his. Yeah, yeah. We did a we did a collab together. Um, but yeah, we had we saw Cathedral Bells started releasing singles with Born Losers, and we were shopping around looking for what labels were a good fit for us, or if a label was a good fit for us um, for this record. And, uh, yeah, we talked to Matt and he was like, yeah, they're pretty cool. So we, we hit up born losers who then quickly emailed us back and turns out that they had reached out to us like a year prior <laughs> being like, Hey guys, like you're cool. Want to work together? And we just like mm -hmm. accidentally ignored it. I Straight think. to the trash. 
Yeah, yeah. or like got yeah, got Scam. lost in the in the yeah, exactly. In the Scam in the folder. Gmail in the Gmail yeah. inbox. Um so yeah, we got on a call with them, they're really cool and here we are. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're fans of I think I was really a fan of Corin as well oh, yeah, at that great. time. Mm-hmm. And then just um yeah, it's been like a few months now with them and just like already like have met like other artists through them and like started talking to some other artists on there, making new friends and like I've I've become a fan of more bands on the roster. And it's just yeah, very honored and happy to be like label mates of such great bands. And mm-hmm. yeah. I also feel very we me and Cody both regularly remind ourselves how lucky we are to like have a small group of people, both born losers and also friends from around our area who are like in the music industry and are like nice. Yeah. It's a lot of <laughs> turds like, out there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like yeah, we just always talk about that a lot. Like, man, like, you know, so and so is like so cool. Yeah, it's we we feel really lucky that born losers and also shout out to all our other friends as well. You know who you are. Yeah. Just like everyone having each other's backs and being really nice, like makes everything a lot fucking cooler. So Yeah. There's definitely like, you know, trying to uh trying to navigate through like the music world, the independent music world or whatever you want to say. And uh, you know yeah, yeah, there's a lot of shitty people out there that are, mm-hmm. you know, don't just care about themselves or whatever. It seems like uh, uh, just from the outside looking in for like born loser stuff, it seems like they actually care about the bands and what they're putting out there instead of like, I don't know, uh, just shoving yeah. stuff out there, you know? Definitely. Yeah, we can definitely test to that. They for sure do. They're awesome yeah. people. They, you know, I, I don't know if I'm a big Anthony Green fan. And so oh, yeah. uh, I don't know if you've listened to his album that came out through Born Losers, but. I think Cody, you listened to perfect. it, right? Yeah, I had never heard of Anthony Green until we signed with Born Losers. Yeah. And I heard of Circus Revive rang a bell. Seosin was my shit. Seosin was yeah. yeah. When I was like in middle school. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was like, yeah, it was like the other, it was like the adjacent scene with hardcore type stuff that I just, yeah. but um, yeah, I, I, they were promoting his stuff and I was like, wait, this is actually really cool. So I'm, I am a fan now. Yeah. Um, his videos <laughs> are really cool too. We actually, yeah. we, I think we pulled a couple screen grabs from his most recent video. Like when we were brainstorming one of our new ones. So yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, we love, we're new Anthony Green fans, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. All all circus of eyes catalog is great. Like Thaisen's with him is great. Mm-hmm. All of his solo stuff is great. He's like, I don't know. He's got a. I've I haven't heard anybody else with a similar like voice. So it's just hard to like compare anything to him. Really, this um, is great. Yeah is is there a just I was just thinking about like dark wave stuff. And like, there's like an image with with different sorts of of synth, uh, whatever sounds. Is 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 there any thought of like image when it comes to you guys for like stage performances or? Uh, I don't know. Uh, we're still figuring that out, honestly. Um, yeah. I I 
if it means anything, I, I often tell the lighting people to like, hey, make it like moody and dark and mm. all that. But I wouldn't go as far as to label us as dark wave or goth or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I feel like we kind of got adopted by the some of the goth scene because, like, I guess we're kind of we like met some of them early on. Um, but yeah, image wise. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't really know what we're doing. (laughs) Blake Blake can probably answer that better, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, For the, the, for the stage, I think both of us have a lot of ideas that we're just not equipped to execute yet. In terms of like money and also to just like uh, logistically. Um, But yeah, like that's, something that like popped up really early especially being a band that like started right around when covid happened was like holy shit like it really matters like what we fucking post on like instagram and twitter and youtube and all that because it's like during covid that was the only literally the only contact we had with the world like (laughs) we couldn't even do shows so um i think early on we were kind of forced to start figuring out our visual identity um i think it's taken probably up until a couple months ago for us to even really have like a solid uh idea of like how to execute what we want visually across all the fronts like social media videos merch products and stuff like that yeah Yeah. um but overall i think we're honing in on on something for sure but uh yeah, I, we were we were on a call with some some people the other day, and, and somebody described us, and it was interesting hearing it. Like someone else say it, they're like, "Yeah, you guys kind of ride the line of uh, dark wave and like the dark wave, like substance festival kind of stuff, and like the dream pop TV girl kind of stuff." And I was like, mm. "Oh yeah, I kind of feel that actually. Like, yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah, like I, I don't know. I was like, it's not always that you hear someone else like describe it, and then like it's always interesting to hear what people think, but." It's like, that was kind of what I thought too. So I was like, oh, cool that someone else thinks that, you know? Yeah, I'm probably wrong, but sometimes I feel like uh, that comments like that were mainly credited to uh, our one song, Silver Sand. <laughs> like, that's probably like, the most like gothic song we have. Um, but it but it kind of popped off. I, I think a lot of people like refer to that song when they think of us when, when they talk about more goth stuff with us, but um, yeah, there other stuff I think definitely like we're going for like I think just trying to write pop sometimes like, like say that a lot but just trying yeah. to pop stars <laughs> right yeah, yeah, yeah for sure yeah because yeah um, <clears throat> even once you start getting into like sub 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 genres of of stuff it's all boils up to like is it a pop song which you know, yeah <laughs> usually is uh, yeah exactly. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. That's all. Sorry, gone Blake. Oh, um, so we were on tour with Dream Girl, and just their bassist Joe said this awesome thing. He's like, he's like, man, like everything after jazz, it's all just been pop music. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, Damn. He's right. Damn. Like, yeah, <laughs> I was like, that's like, what well, like you're kind of saying it. Once you all boil it down, like, doesn't matter what genre you're talking about, like broad broad strokes. Once the uh, once you know the history books are written, this is just all. 20th 21st century pop music you know <laughs> my favorite <laughs> jazz is. my favorite jazz songs and jazz standards i think can all be classified as pop songs also true so. yeah exactly i mean yeah who's to say where it ends 
My favorite hey. classical pieces are also Bach. Canon yeah, indie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. Birdland. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I'm just I'm just trying to think <laughs> of songs we played like a jazz band in high school. Uh, I was just gonna say that Birdland <laughs> specifically, me and Cody, we played that in jazz band in high school. Oh yeah, yeah. We I did. think that's a staple uh, for yeah, 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 high school jazz band. Yeah, I tr I tried like over COVID to get into more recent like jazz people, mm. like kind of. I guess it's more experimental jazz because it just you know watching like live sets of like three piece jazz ensembles and they're just kind of like, I guess they're improvising, but it's like a thirty mm -hmm. minute song kind of like weaving in and out. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. Have you guys ever wanted to do that with like synth stuff? Like, I don't know. I guess that turns into a jam band at some point, right? Yeah. I don't know. There's personally, there's, two, there's no rules. Yeah. yeah. Personally, yeah. probably not. I feel like I already scratched my jazz a while ago. Yeah. Um, well, that might change. I, I don't know. Like, I sometimes do miss like kind of the flexibility of like doing whatever in the jam band. Um, sometimes, but I think I, I like pop at the end of the day, honestly. Well, yeah, I think I think me too. I mean, that's what I like. You know, what what pops into my head when I wake up, or what I want to listen to when I'm feeling a certain emotion. It's like always a pop song. But, um, uh, I feel like maybe I, I might be a little bit more like indulgent than Cody. I also like really like just weird like bad. Maybe you could say music. <laughs> um okay. it's just it. it's just like yeah way more like kind of self-indulgent or droney kind of songs that just go on and on and i i, I like I, yeah i don't know if, if if the if i ever had the freedom in my life to do it i would like i always joke like i'm gonna start a noise band when i retire but <laughs> yeah. yeah i was just um i haven't watched it yet but you guys know the the locust the yeah, band. To know. Mm -mm. they're like a noise they're like there's a documentary that came out about their um singer recently but they're a okay. noise synth band um oh well they have a synth player but it's you know <laughs> okay yeah, yeah. Uh, it's mostly a noise band but um mm -hmm. yeah but they they also i don't know like have i keep thinking of theatrical stuff for some reason have y'all ever done mm -hmm. Any bands with like theatrical stuff in it? Well, what do you like? Oh, like wearing, performance art kind of stuff. Where like, where like, yeah, yeah, or like y'all are wearing the same costume. Or, I don't know. We I actually. We, come, I was going to say, closest I've come to was Dream Cuisine with uh, our frontman at the time, Aaron. Okay. Yeah, our our, our very good friend Aaron Cruz. He was our our singer for our our last band. Um, he was fucking amazing he, stage presence wise, like eat your heart out, Jim Morrison and everybody. <laughs> he was, yeah. he was, he was awesome. Um, we, we had like one or two costume shows, but I think, uh, yeah, like, I don't know. We're just right now. We're just kind of on the vibe of like, of fucking more of a, uh, you can either call it like minimalist or I guess like maybe brutalist kind of just plain, like that just like here's the fucking yeah. shit man like, like also i also really really like too one of my favorite 
this random thought, but one of my favorite thing about our shows recently is like, there's people who dance super hard to the music and then there's people who are just like closing their eyes and there's like people who are like couples like holding hands or like people just like vibing like i don't know doing like tai chi like i just like love like, <laughs> how, like i love how that there's just everyone enjoys the music in a different way um because that's i think something that i always wondered like are people gonna dance to this or people are just gonna like stand there and what i've like come to find out is like all of it um so I, I yeah. think that's kind of a cool thing about like um, just kind of stripping back and like focusing on the music when you perform. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's cool. Um, I think it makes sense too. Yeah, because it's like, especially when you guys are torn around and that y'all don't have like a crew with you. So it's not like you guys can have yeah. like this, this yeah. I don't know. It's, it's right. so, it almost yeah. wasn't a decision to be more minimal. Yeah. It, it was kind of just right. like, we, we haven't, we haven't even had a chance to like, or they like the resources to think about theatrics. Like next in our wish list is like just some lighting yeah. Yeah. that we can program. And yeah, that's it really. No, I would totally mm-hmm. love like to reenact like fucking Macbeth <laughs> or whatever. Okay. As, <laughs> and like, as we play or some shit, but yeah, right I mean, give, give us a, 10 years or so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll I'll set the scene. The stage yeah. it, single light on Blake. Cody mm. is lowered from the ceiling. <laughs> That's shooting lasers and fireworks. <laughs> I wanna do stuff like that actually just eventually. Yeah. I think lighting will definitely be first step and then we'll invest in like some uh, like uh what do you call Scaffling. it? Whatever scaffolding mm. to like kind of yeah, make yeah. them fly we'll, that'll be like the next step after lighting mm-hmm. have you guys and, messed with like dmx software like lighting stuff before with like midi and connecting it all uh not for cd go yeah. stuff but yeah nothing serious that's yeah. like the next step though we're i think we're hoping to maybe get something together for our december shows i've, I've watched lots of youtube videos <laughs> yeah. That's it. Are you, yeah. Um since being just like into synths and stuff, are you guys generally into tech and computers and whatnot? Yeah, I'd I'd say so. Um I, I'm I know I'm kind of a nerd compared to Blake with some of the tech stuff. Um like yeah. <laughs> I, I work in tech also. And okay. Blake, yeah, I mean, Blake's, yeah. Blake, Blake kind of started getting to tech stuff also, I think, with like the hardware side of things and just kind of just a natural edit. Oh, okay. I, I'd say, I'd say we, we both are getting pretty nerdy about some tech stuff. That's cool. Cause yeah, it's like uh, being in a band like y'all, it seems like if one person was like, I don't want to learn anything, then it's kind of like, well, shit, what are we? Uh, yeah, like it, it's. I think both of us have had to pick up a, a lot of like new skills, which has been really cool. Oh yeah. Like I've gotten a lot better at like a lot of different softwares. For example, just through this band, like Premiere and Photoshop, I'm like, surpri- like surprisingly adequate. I'm like, what the hell? Like, just through it doing videos or doing posters or merch or whatever. Um, but yeah, like, um, on the whole, like text everything. Like, Cody's, I think started like way 
uh, in a better spot. Like he did like comp sci kind of stuff like in school and like I okay. was stupid and I got a useless degree, but yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I've like, I've just lots of like YouTube tutorials and also shout out to Cody, like also asking him a lot of questions like what is bit rate and like <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that. Um, I gotcha. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Damn. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I think at some, I think I got into recording. Well, my, so my first instrument was when my dad bought me. Well, after violin was guitar and drums, and then the third thing he bought me was an. I asked for an audio interface, like in like eighth grade or seventh grade. And over time, I realized that I love recording actually. And then that was that was a Cubase, right? Yeah, I was working in Cubase. Oh, yeah. We put that. We put that stuff. That that Cubase copy to, to work. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. Cubase, yeah. And then, I don't know if I, I forgot if I ever, I've ever recorded Blake or any of the stuff back then. But um, actually, fun fact though, like uh, this past week, me and Blake just uh, for the first time recorded a different band and started kind of doing some producing work on, a, okay. on the side. And seeing like, seeing this, the same skills that we share and like working as a team as you know making music seeing it like kind of translate over to like helping other bands it's been really cool like i was i was kind of running like uh i was running like the mixer and stuff and he was running cables and helping with the drum stuff and it's just like like yeah it was like fun it was like okay we sometimes it's like fun to just mic things up and yeah like see what happens yeah, Blake. I think Blake's actually a lot more creative than me with that kind of stuff. I'm I'm very much like, a, let's just mic the guitar up, blah blah, do this thing. And and, and I remember one we're tracking one of the guitars for this band, and Blake's like, Blake's like signaling to me from the kitchen. I was like, what are you doing in the kitchen? He was like trying to like talk to me. I'm like, I'm like I can't talk right now. And he and then he writes down in the notes. He's like, he's like, let's get him. Let's set a mic up in the kitchen. It sounds cool in the kitchen. I'm like, I would have never thought of that. Yeah, um, the kitchen had a cool reverb. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, um, yeah. So, do you guys, when you're recording your own stuff, it's a, it's just you two doing all the recording? Yeah. Well, it's the only thing we really record is just my vocals. Everything else gets programmed. Oh, yeah. So, that's true. So, a lot of the, yeah, it's, it's all just demos back and forth over Google Drive and changing some EQ stuff, me's, doing vice versa. And then a lot of the vocals I just record by myself at home at like 1 a.m., 2 a.m. Mm -hmm. 1 p.m. Well, yeah, all over the place. <laughs> yeah. So you you said you're recording like drums and guitar with this this uh, with this band um, or this band you're recording right now. Has what's the has it been different? Like has it been completely different, or is it just in an uh, analog state versus in a? I mean, it was all state? guitars and drums, so complete acoustic like mics, um, like. Uh, like I've, I've recorded bands before. Um, I haven't done it with Blake before, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a totally different process than like doing it for CD Ghost. Um, actually, yeah, what, what was different is like in the past, I did like metal bands and stuff. Me and Blake played in metal bands and I think it was the first time that we kind of, well, the, band the band's a shoegaze band. So it was mm. kind of like, I guess, yeah, pretty different. I, I forgot what I'm, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> Yeah. I think it, it kind of felt like returning. 
I mean, it felt a little bit nostalgic, honestly, miking up drums and amps and stuff, because that reminded me of like doing bands in high school and stuff yeah. like that. Um, so it felt familiar in a lot of ways. Um, um, yeah, also, too, it's just like, I don't know, familiar, but new challenges. It was just fun. Good times. Yeah. Yeah, miking drums is like, I'm not a sound uh, aficionado by any means, yeah. but yeah, miking drums is always like the worst or the most like <laughs> tedious thing where I'm like, yeah, kind of like Cody, where I'm just like, just just put the mics in there. Like, what are we? I yeah, see, I'm a I'm a drummer. I I love, I like I'm I like being meticulous about it. And, yeah, don't get me wrong. I love I love setting up mics, and I find joy in wrapping cables. Um, yeah, that's true. So that is weird. I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's they're really yeah. I don't know. Circular? I don't know why. That's <laughs> ah, a I don't know. No, it's it's, a I think it was, it, it, I think it mainly stemmed from like, it probably stemmed from like uh, originally like grabbing cables of her old band after shows and like, you know, the day after it's like super messy. I'm just like, guys, we're under. Everyone's like, dude, what does that even mean? And then <laughs> trust. And then I was just like, you know, I'll just do it. And I just kind of probably developed Stockholm syndrome or something. Mm. So I now enjoy wrapping cables. You're a maniac that likes to wrap cables. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I learned how to wrap cables at my, one of my, college jobs I, they, they had us do competitions wrapping cables racing each other and i think that's Wait, kinda, what yeah um it was I, I was working i was getting trained for av stuff and then for like for your final test you will like you know, just wrap these cables and i was just like me and my friends you win like, I, I maybe i i don't remember but i was that sounds pretty, like a no dog i, I just don't want to like <laughs> <laughs> like brag too much but i'm pretty <laughs> i got pretty good at it <laughs> damn so yeah if anyone wants to challenge me to wrapping cables you know yeah definitely come up to us at the next show right afterwards that would be a super mm. cool and definitely not mm. inconvenient thing to do no <laughs> yeah no, you can challenge. help me wrap cables and challenge me to a cable wrapping race mm. that actually they might bring their own cool. yeah it's a win-win mm -hmm. situation we get cables wrapped faster they might bring their own cable though. We need to make no. our, make sure everything's up to snuff and regulation. I think True. With, these, uh, yeah. with these cables. True. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Uh, have you ever like have you ever gone down the uh, like like Moog route of wanting to get like I don't know I don't even know what they do like the cables where you're patching. One day. One day, yeah, yeah, that's that's just like a question of money at that point. That's true. Those are expensive. So, yeah, maybe next mm -hmm. year or two. Um, it's I I I I got my uh, first synth I got really into was just my Behringer, just because the Behringers are cheap and they're pretty <laughs> decent. And then, well, I just got a mini log recently. Mm -hmm. But uh, we have the the yeah the Moog stuff. Like, I, yeah. I think both of us like are like thinking back on your like hardware question i like are we like hardware nerds and i'm like thinking i'm like i think yes because all these questions like would you would you do this or that or whatever and like we've both yeah. like, just talk, talked about like doing like random stuff like this but we just don't have the time or money it's not like we're only interested in like being cool and 
freaking singing songs and being in a right. rock band it's like we're actually just like we just like making sounds and shit so yeah, yeah hopefully one day we have enough freedom and and uh time and stuff to to do all that yeah there's i don't know there's something about gear that's cool is any gear mm-hmm. and just i don't know i'm not a big like manual like guy like reading manuals oh, no. and stuff i'll, I'll watch yeah. some youtube videos don't get me wrong but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. come on you got to get your hands on it and twist some yeah, knobs manuals manuals only for uh troubleshooting when something doesn't Man. Work. <laughs> i will say though and i don't know if it's like just because i'm i've gotten comfortable with the process or not but there's something about the uh, writing just serum ableton no analog um like i feel like i'm I, I do feel like I'm able to focus on strictly the songwriting and composing. Mm. Like I don't, have to, I don't have to go to the, I don't have to go to the living room, turn on synths and plug things in. I just open my laptop and plug headphones in and just get to work. And I'm like only focusing on composing. So I don't, I don't know if that will change when I get comfortable with analog, recording analog, just have a setup ready. But uh, lately, that's kind of been what I do enjoy about that process. Yeah, it's gonna ask because, like, you know some people like to write with like, you know, an acoustic guitar or whatever, and then they'll go figure mm-hmm. out, you know, flesh it out or whatever is, is, uh, is that your process? I guess of Cody, you just said like, is that how you usually write songs now? Oh, no, not with the acoustic guitar, but with just like, like you said, just bare like Ableton and just finding random stuff. Yeah. Well, and, for me, for me lately, the past, at least the past month or two, I've been updating a lot of my templates with, I've been taking an old CEO synth that I like and from old songs okay. and like kind of put in the templates and like, Hey, it's not fixed. What's not uh, broken. So, and then I, and then I edit it from there. So it doesn't sound the same. Or like I have to adjust. Yeah. But, yeah. I was going to say, I, I think a lot of like the software synths are like advertised and billed as like, Oh, you can recreate all these like cool hardware since from throughout the years and i think we kind of use it backwards sometimes sometimes we don't like we uh like even when we go to play the song live like sometimes we'll just skip the analog synth but like we always always start software um mm. like we both have like like cody's talking about template projects with just like serum already armed to different tracks and stuff uh, I guess um, as as well as like a drum kit or like ready but um yeah um but uh from there we'll like maybe try to recreate it on like Cody said his uh Behringer or like one of like another one of our synths um but yeah it it pretty much yeah always starts as on software mm-hmm. yeah or vo- or yeah. voice memos <laughs> oh, yeah actually important yeah some yeah. some ideas um i think uh i think one of the songs on the new album was actually just like me hearing a song at target and i was like that reminds me of this and uh oh like i have a melody in my head now that kind of copies it but like i'll just kind of somewhat steal it but it's exactly the same and i just for the voice memo and then i'd say like a good 20 30 percent of songs have been from voice memo it's just like <laughs> one melody or one harmony or it'll yeah. be something like me like beatboxing and then like okay then bass and then i'll sing the bass line and and then, uh, yeah, Re- release the release the uh, the the voice demos. I think the Talk best one it. is the best one is already on TikTok actually. Really? Oh, yeah, it's Cody um, 
Sure. <laughs> it's uh, for our song, Roll the Dice. Um, that came from the main melody for that in the chorus, like, roll the dice. Um, we had the song kind of already almost finished, but, well, the half finished, but I didn't have a melody really yet. And I wasn't even thinking about the song. I, I just, I was going to pee. I was going to the bathroom uh, and suddenly like uh, a melody popped in my head and I was like, mm-hmm. I can't forget that. I need to record that. And I'm starting, I'm recording it while I'm peeing. So the oh. voice memo, <laughs> the voice memo is just me humming it very like shakily and like not really trying or whatever. And it's just urinating, urinating in the bathroom <laughs> pretty loud. And um, so we, I think, Neither of me and Blake can probably say that we're any good at TikTok. So that was like the best TikTok yeah. idea yeah. of all time. Like, hey, yeah. like it's a good one. So two years ago, I came up with like this melody, and then now uh, this you know, mm. dramatic yeah. recreation of you recording. Oh my god! <laughs> Get higher <laughs> actors. Maybe that's what it was missing. I think. Yeah, but yeah, the voice yeah. memo is saved on my phone and laptop. We'll you know maybe maybe start a Patreon. And, so voice yeah, memo keep for them. people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we got quite a few. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Well damn. We've done about an hour. Um uh what what's the name of the, the record coming out? I'll Night Music. Music. Night Music. That's cool. Yeah. Because Nocturne was taken. So <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So, so Yeah, so mostly <laughs> Night Music by CD Ghost on Born Losers. Mm-hmm. November 11th, right? Everywhere? True true story, yeah. Is yeah. it, uh, are you guys getting vinyl made or anything? CDs, anything? Not for the time being. Okay. Um, um, yeah, we have we have tapes that just sold out on our band camp, actually. And nice. Then we do not, I mean... If 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 you're a fan and you've and you watch this, you deserve to know. We haven't told anyone yet, though. But we just got our CDs in. Um, oh, exclusive. So yeah, yeah, exclusive yeah. info. They look really um, good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, the CDs that we're actually really really happy with how they turned out. Yeah, they'll be available at our album release show on the 11th. So. Hell yeah. Uh, do you guys have any? I'll I'll give like in the in the intro. I'll give all your social media stuff and all that all links and all that good stuff. Do you, do you guys have any um, closing words you want to say? Any wisdom or, I don't know, a funny um, thing in your brain? Sorry, sorry for, sorry for being uh, such podcast rookies. This is, this is like, we've only been interviewed, I think once before this. So oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're still getting yeah. our, our, our sea legs or whatever you call it. So, <laughs> yeah. so thanks, for, right. thanks for being patient with us and sorry if we, said anything oh, yeah. uh uncouth or uncool oh, no, <laughs> this, this is not that show like uh, of couth uh, there's no couth here um yeah sorry i was you guys were like <clears throat> aggressively early i got my time zones mixed up so but it, <laughs> no, you're it all worked good, out dude. yeah yeah hell yeah well you guys stay on for a minute um but you had options and you decided to talk to me i appreciate it Yes, sir. It's fun. Hell yeah.